Morning, Nick. Daniel here. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, great, thanks. Great, great. I was just wondering, had you read the um, article that Craig Swanson wrote in the April edition of Concrete Magazine? Yes, I have indeed, and it's a very interesting article covering some of the uh, dark arts of admixtures. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it says that it's often been regarded as a dark art, so I was thinking if we can try to help to explain some of those myths and misconceptions. Hi, good morning. I'm Daniel Williams. I'm the area sales manager for Fosrock in uh, Wales and the southwest of England. Yeah, and I'm Nick Smith, technical services manager um, for UK and Ireland, based up in our head office at Tamworth. This is our podcast on admixtures and surface treatments. Admixtures are a component of concrete, change the properties of the materials in such a way to make it more manageable for specific applications. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Daniel. Can you run us through what types of admixtures there are? Yeah, well, we can divide products into groups, really. Um, you've got plasticizers and super plasticizers that make the mix more fluid without adding any extra water. There are set retarders uh, to make sure the mix doesn't go off before it's been placed. Air entrainers uh, introduce air into the mix and that helps with freeze-thaw capability in uh, particularly cold weather and the like. Uh, you get anti-washout agents uh, if you want to place concrete underwater and accelerators to make the concrete set a little bit quicker than it would under normal circumstances. Yeah, that's an interesting range of, uh, of potential products, isn't it? There are several different functions that you've just outlined there, Daniel. Is there a one-stop shop where you can get one product to do all of these kind of things? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably where the uh, dark art scenario comes from. Um, because careful blending of different chemicals can produce a bespoke product that does exactly what a concrete producer wants. Different drivers come into play depending on what type of concrete you were involved with. For example, a, a precast plant wants to place concrete into moulds that give a high quality finish, and they want to be able to remove the units from the mould as soon as possible so that they can use it again to make another one. This will save the manufacturer uh, on the number of moulds that they have to pay for to produce the goods required in time. Uh, they also want the mix to compact easy with less or, or no vibration. That's a health and safety factor, really. Yeah, I mean, um, it sounds like a fairly complicated process um, to, to get this blend. How many admixtures do they require to achieve their required outcome? Well, normally, uh, Fosrock will, will work with people to produce a bespoke product that suits their needs. So that they only need one product, could be a uh, super plasticizer to give the flow and the self-compaction properties blended with an accelerator to provide high early strength. Super plasticizers greatly reduce the water required to produce a flowable mix. And as you know, uh, a low water cement ratio generally means higher early strength gain. I've just thought of one thing, Nick. We, we've talked a lot uh, in the last couple of minutes about precasters, but what about concrete poured on site? Yeah, it's a good good question, Daniel, because obviously concrete poured on site is a different issue with um, ready-mix plants and, and precasting plants. There are obviously several factors which are going to be involved in site-placed concrete. For example, um, a good one is how long is the material going to be in the back of the mixed truck? It's a critical factor. 
Some sites obviously require concrete to be of the correct consistency so they can use it how they want to. So, for example, it may be pumped um, so that the mix needs to be a good fluid consistency. But it needs to have the ability to retain um, its integrity to prevent the concrete from segregating. For example, um, that the plant could be several miles away from the mix plant. The site could be located in a winter turbine, for example, or there might be some heavy traffic on the route. So it may take two, three, four hours um, to reach the point of pouring. So it's quite important that the mix retains its its properties. Uh, and sites such as this may require something that can can keep its uh, its workability. So if you've got a concrete tumbler truck, the last thing you want is an early set concrete sitting in the back of that truck. And something like long workability potentially is something that can achieve, provide a peace of mind for sites and the user. Typical you know, retentions can be up to five hours, whereas in the precast yards that we've already spoken about, they can only sometimes require one hour retention. Yeah, I suppose um, I suppose sites could uh, could face issues as well with things like pumps breaking down and whatever. And uh, the last thing they'd want is for the uh, concrete to set in the truck whilst they're trying to get the pump fixed as well. So that that retention is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean that's a great comparison to show how ad mixtures can vary the performance of a concrete mix, all using the same basic ingredients of cements, uh, aggregates, and water, plus some of Craig's magic potions. Yeah, Craig's magic potions. Yeah, you also need a good product to make sure that you get the um, you know a high quality surface finish as well. It's not all about the, the fluidity and the application of the concrete. You need the concrete to look good when it's finished so you get the uh, the right um, appearance of the structure. And to get this, there are several options for things like mould release agents, which obviously help the uh, the concrete release from the mould. We've got several options for that, Daniel. These can be based from on oil based on traditional materials to some more modern biodegradable and environmentally friendly products and obviously the industry is looking towards the environmental impact of products which they're uh, which they're using yeah green tech's uh, very important nowadays anyway and uh, yeah for sure yeah there really are a great range of options that fosrock can provide designing bespoke blends to meet customer specific needs and whatever uh, why would anybody go anywhere else well, absolutely, Daniel. Been a good to catch up with you today. We can uh, catch up very good again soon. Yeah, great. Bye, Nick. Cheers, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. You can find all our previous podcasts on our website, fosrock.com. <laughs> <laughs>